Hello, everyone. I'm Contessa of Wrestling.com, joined by Ring of Honor star Tony Deppin of Violence Unlimited. Tony, how are you doing today? Uh, a little tired, kind of early in the morning, and my son didn't take a nap yet, so... Oh. Uh, speaking of which, just you, as you, you, you lead off like that, I just got to say, I really commend you for, you know, balancing being a father, being a wrestler. You tweeted, I think it was yesterday, I saw that um, something like the best title I, I got, I've won as being you know, your father and as a picture of you and your kid. And that, that just really heartwarming stuff, man. Yeah, I, I also own a brewery, too. So I don't have a lot of time in my life. <laughs> I'm always exhausted just because it's if I'm not wrestling, I'm at the brewery working. If I'm not at the brewery working, I'm wrestling. And then throughout the weekdays, I'm with my son and my wife all week. So I got to ask, how, how do you balance it all? That, that Obviously, it sounds like a lot to have on your plate. Uh, I wish I could tell you how I balance it. It's kind of just run with it and get it done. It's kind of exhausting. So I think the worst thing is just trying to find the balance of also going to the gym, too, because, you know, like it, I, that's part of the job with wrestling, but. I managed to squeeze in there somewhere. That you do. And yeah, you're, you know, you're thriving here in Ring of Honor and beyond. So we'll talk about all of that stuff. But uh, to lead off here, you know, this weekend on Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor Wrestling, we know that it will be the violence versus pure episode of the show where, you know, the foundation and Violence Limited will be in action here and uh, in, in several matches. And you, Tony, will be facing Red Titus. So I guess to start off here, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on facing a, a veteran and, a, and, you know, a Ring of Honor kind of, Pardon the pun, but what part of the, the foundation quite literally of Ring of Honor here, a guy that's been there for quite a while now, and, and Red Titus. I wrestled Red for the first time like a couple years ago. So, like, I already knew what I was getting into with him. But, like you said, he's been there for so long. And, you know, he's done a lot. But I've been there for a year and a half, and I've already done a lot to begin with. And, and it's just the beginning for me. Like he's been there for so long and he had to do all that stuff. Like I have a, a lot more time in ring of honor left and I've already done a lot. So I'm going to do way more than he's ever done. I mean, certainly off to a great start in that regard, you know, you won the, the TV title in April and at least uh, in some ways, I think uh, myself included, it was, it was almost I think it's a little surprising. You're a guy that, you know, you, you're in the, the peer tournament and last fall, and then you had a match with Dragon Lee at final battle, but it felt like a very quick kind of rise to, you know, the, the title picture and then to win the title so quickly, kind of looking back on it now, like what was that experience like to go pretty, you know, it felt like a pretty rapid progression in that sense. Uh, I, had no idea what was going on with uh, the TV title. Like I wasn't signed or I still am not signed, but I wasn't really going in there thinking of anything. And then they threw that at me. And I was just like, it was shocking to me as well. That they're like, Oh, this is going to happen. I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Like I, like I said, no idea what was going on with it. And you know, it's like, it was pretty surreal to me because like, I've only at the time I only had, maybe five ring of honor matches right, i think right. and when and i had my first shot at dragon lead that was only my third ring of honor match right so i i didn't have a lot of experience in ring of honor and i was already getting these opportunities so i guess they see something in me 
Yeah, I was again certain it seems like it and well deserved, obviously. But uh, you mentioned not being signed, and that was definitely one of the questions I wanted to ask. You know, especially in recent months, I, I would say, you know, I remember at least that um, Go, uh, Glory by Honor, no, not Glory by Honor, the show in Philly uh, in August, you know, there's that. That's before it's honor. Uh, I think that was in September, but there's in general, there's a movement where a lot of fans have these signs saying like sign Tony Deppin and, you know, pretty much every match you're in. Like uh, I remember it was the tag team match with Vance Limited, uh, uh, Chris Dickinson and Brody kind of brought the signs in the ring, kind of like showed them off. And, you know, there's, th- there's this movement of like, you know, everyone wants the ring of honor to sign Tony Deppin. Like, you know, I would imagine that it's, is it fair to say that's kind of your goal, kind of at least in the short term that you do want to get signed and you know, to keep kind of, uh, progressing in that sense because you mentioned they had, haven't been signed yet i would like to sign with ring of honor but I, due to the pandemic things shut that down i don't i still don't know what's going on with it like i foregoed uh, a lot of opportunities because i don't want to go somewhere else and like i don't want to go somewhere and have a match for three minutes and lose and make me look weak at ring of honor like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to take all the, the work ring of honors uh, put into me and kind of defeat that by losing in two, three minutes. So like, I've, I've been holding out elsewhere to go other places just because I want to work with ring of honor. And that's where I see myself. And I want to be there because they're the ones that took the first opportunity on me. So when it, if it happens, I don't know. I'm like, hope I'm hoping cause I'm, I'm getting tired of, uh, having to continuously wrestle three, four times a week just to make a living. Cause this is my full-time job and you know, like independent, like there's not, there's no guarantees on the independent and COVID was a prime example that I legitimately lost all of my savings because of COVID. And like my wife was pregnant and she's like, I don't want you to go back to work, you know, just do this and that because we don't want to take a risk. Well, of course not. You know, and thankfully, uh, at, at least in some ways, uh, I feel like the world's made some progress. You know, we said it's not, it's not the way it was, you know, at the very least at the outside of things where it's like, you know, shows are, are back and, and it's at least more uh, feasible to, uh, you mentioned, you know, it's, it's uh, exhausting to wrestle sometimes, like, but at least the, the, the opportunity and the abilities there rather than, you know, again, uh, the very beginning of the pandemic, that definitely wasn't the case. So I uh, mentioned the work the ring violence kind of put into you and the opportunities that you're getting here. And I mentioned a minute ago with uh, this, this violence versus pure episode uh, highlighting you and Vance Limited here. So I do want to ask, you know, what what have your thoughts kind of been on the experience of working with guys like Brody King, Chris Eggertson and a ring of honor original like homicide? Like what's your um, feeling on, on working with, with that group? I, I'm actually like, pretty good friends with chris like uh we we started off on the on a bad foot when i first met him he didn't like me at all because like this was many years ago because people said i looked like him when he was younger even though i think i'm older than chris (laughs) (laughs) but they're like he looks like a mini you and chris didn't know me at the time so and he didn't think i was that good of a wrestler so he got really mad about that and just never really liked me never gave me the opportunity but over time after wrestling multiple times and being around him almost every week, sometimes we just started a really good friendship. So I was really stoked to be working with Chris and Brody. I've known Brody for a little bit, like just through PWG and he did a GCW show a while ago. So he was, Brody was one of the first people to say, he's like, Tony, this is what we're going to do. And 
I'd like that to be your spot. I was like, okay, awesome. It's like the fact that Brody saw it in me, you know, to bring me on board was awesome. And Homicide, I've known him for so long. It's just really cool. Like, I'm working with Homicide. Like, I've grown up watching independent wrestling. So just it's cool to be working alongside somebody like Homicide. He has so much experience. Like, whenever I have a question, I'll go up to Homicide. Like, yo, D, what do you think of this? And he'll like, okay, that sounds good, but let's do it this way. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, too. So it's all, it's just good to get his opinion from things as well. Absolutely. You know, a guy that's been, you know, world champion, it's been very, very, uh, you know, well-established, well-traveled in Ring of Honor and beyond. So I can definitely see that. Um, and I, to me, it's just interesting, this feud with uh, Violence Limited and the foundation. Um, you know, you were in the, the pure title tournament and, and for at least initially here in Ring of Honor, it felt like you kind of more, even indirectly aligned with the, the pure side of things. So then to see you join up with Violence Limited, maybe if not surprising, it was definitely kind of a, a, a turn, you know, in a way. So I, I have to ask kind of like, have you, or would you think you, that you're more kind of in alignment with the violence limited uh, philosophy compared to the foundations? And if so, what, why would that be the case? Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'll be honest, like at first, like when the pure tournament got announced uh, almost two years ago, when it was supposed to be in like Columbus and Pittsburgh, I was supposed to be part of it. And at the time, nobody was really doing that type of stuff, like style. Like, then you had John, uh, Tracy. I was actually into it a lot. Like, on the Indies, I would do that a lot. But after they announced the tournament and they actually did the whole tournament, we had such an influx of people just like, I want to be a pure wrestler. I want to be a pure wrestler. And it got to the point where it was boring. And that's, the, that's what it comes down to. And it's not my style. Like, I don't want to sit there and watch somebody grapple for 20 minutes and barely do anything. There's no excitement in that for me. Like, I'm over that. Like, like that's that's why I jumped with Violence Limited. I, I like fast-paced wrestling. I like cra- uh, car crash wrestling. It's fun. It's, ex- it's exciting, especially when nobody else is really doing it on, like, a show. It, like, you have a show compl- – like, John wants to make – every single like thing in ring of honor pure sorry but i don't want to watch a ring of honor show full of pure wrestling that's for sure because i'll instantly change the channel i want to see people get dropped on their heads i want to see people throw things at each other put each other through tables or something i want some excitement in my wrestling and that's what violence unlimited brings like we want excitement we want like can we wrestle yeah chris is very well experienced in uh i think it's it's one martial arts. I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. And Chris gets mad at me. And then I've wrestled some of the best pure wrestlers in the world. Like I, I can hang with them. It's just at the end of the day, we want to be different and we want to make a point. You mentioned uh, car, car, car crash wrestling, having more exciting. And I think the most natural comparison, especially I mentioned the, the August show glory by Andre at the 2300 arena. It feels like a lot of ways this kind of throwback to ECW, that kind of era of that style and, and seeing it again, what do we in the, the former ECW arena? It felt like a, a very fitting uh, match there. So you, to me, like, would that, is that a fair kind of comparison that uh, at least like it, it, it's kind of some recognition or, you know, at least like kind of tip of the hat to, to that era, to that style of, of ECW and what they represented. Yeah. Like Chris and I, hold on a second. Chris and I grew up like watching, well, I imagine Brody and D as well. 
all of the um, <clears throat> ECW stuff. And Chris and I are also heavily into old FMW and stuff like that from Japan. Like we, we like off the wall things and super exciting wrestling. And that's what it comes down to. Like that's what we want. And that's what we're going to give people. Like every time I've wrestled in a singles match, uh, every single person said it's one of the best matches tonight. Me and Dragon Lee just go out there and have insane matches. Or like when we, when's, um, even in the match when Dragon Lee and I, when it was LFI versus Violence Unlimited, we, me and Dragon Lee ran some spots and people were like, wow, that was probably the most exciting part of the match. It's what we do. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to go in there and mail it in. I'm not at Ring of Honor just for a paycheck. I'm at Ring of Honor because I want Ring of Honor to succeed and go back to what it was because there's so much potential there. Would you say that going back to what Ring of Honor was, I mean, that because that strikes me because the, the foundation has said pretty much the same thing that they want to take Ring of Honor back to the foundation of, of peer wrestling. But to, does that to you mean more of that? You said a minute ago, car crash style or that more exciting style. Like, what does that mean to you? I think there's need to be more excitement. There's mean more diversity. You're not going to make Ring of Honor successful by every match being pure. I will tell you that right now as somebody that still wrestles on the independence, which most of the guys at Ring of Honor don't. I see everything. I'm out there. I see companies that are independent drawing 1,200 people on a show. And, you know, there's some pure matches on it, but guess what? There are car crashes. There's, there's stories. Like, that's what, we, like, wrestling needs to get back to its foundations, that this foundation of there needs to be some storytelling. There needs to be a little bit of everything. You can't just have one show of everything because that's where you become stale and nobody wants to watch that. Certainly not. So we've been talking a lot about the, the foundations specifically here, but I feel like in the, every interview I do at this point, I have to ask about the more general stable warfare at this point. We've got Violence Limited, the foundation, but also uh, LFI, as mentioned, Dragon Lee a minute ago, and also Shane Taylor promotions. So as this kind of continues to escalate here, you know, where do you kind of see uh, Violence Limited going in, in that stable warfare as we kind of move forward here? Because it's, it's been um, really heating up just for several months now. Um, honestly, I frankly don't care where it goes. The only thing that I care about is us accumulating more gold. Like we had the tag titles. We lost them. Unfortunately, I had the title, the TV title. I lost that, unfortunately. But in the future, I see Brody going on to become the heavyweight champion and Chris and D getting those tag titles back. And I want another shot at Dragon League. Final battles coming up. Let's, let's run that back. It'll be a year, a year that day that him and I had the match. So why not? Like, that's just... all I care about at the end of the day. Uh, I, I want our, I want us to have the gold back that we had. And I want us to be most successful, stable in ring of honor. And we're going to do that by defeating everybody, which we've pretty much done that. I think. Yeah, we lost, we, we lost to LFI, I believe think did we i think so <laughs> yeah that, that oh, was yeah. about it when it comes down to and then like i've been on a winning streak at ring of honor like i beat everyone i was putting put we beat the um the uh, past president and future team i think i've only lost the only match i've lost in the past year and a half at ring of honor was against dragon lee 
and I lost to LSG. And that was almost a year ago. Right. So I've been on a pretty good win streak. That you are. And you, you mentioned uh, want, wanting to get more gold here. And you mentioned they beat the, the past president future team. I also remember that Avantzmid defeated uh, PCO, Dan Housen, Demac Fumita, and I believe Sledge was in there as well. So with that in mind, those it was just officially announced those, those guys will be facing uh, Shane Taylor Promotions on the Halloween episode in two weeks. So uh, you might, with this kind of pursuit of gold, would you potentially be interested in maybe the, the six-man titles, given that you know you are... Hey, Shane's always talking, so why not? He's he's always running his mouth about something online, so we'll gladly go against them for the well. Hell, we'll we'll take all the titles. They'll be even better, and then we'll just maybe we'll retire then and all take all the belts with us, or go somewhere else. I don't know if I'm not signed. I, I could like I could have done that when I was the, t- the TV champion. I could have just went somewhere else with the TV title, right? And very naturally there. You set up uh, talk, talk about somewhere else. You know, I did, did want to touch on some of this GCW stuff. You might you faced a comedian Ron Funches last month, and it was just uh, it was a match that got a lot of, of publicity and a lot of like kind of buzz in the wrestling world and even beyond. Given you know it's Ron Funches, he's a very a successful comedian. So looking back on that experience, what what was that like facing a guy that obviously hadn't really get, uh, stepped in the ring before and, and kind of being involved in that match that definitely you know had, had a, a bit of a spotlight on it. Uh, it was pretty cool to be, now my son just bit me. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like the thing is, uh, I, I didn't know who Ron was at first and that's no stab at him. I just don't watch a lot of TV or movies. And then somebody's like, oh, he was Cooper and trolls. I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I knew that then. And he was a fan of me for a while and we just started talking and, we decided to do something and GCW asked, they're like, Hey, can, can we host that? And we're like, yeah, sure, sure. And it was weird getting ready to step in the ring with somebody I had no experience because, Hey, stop. Just because it was, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Like I've been in the ring with people that have, that have had limited experience, but I've never been in a ring with somebody had no experience. There's a big difference. So, going like i remember because xpoc was there and he took right. me aside tony don't be don't be letting him do this or that this like i don't want you to get hurt and i was like ah, i got it i got it i got it <laughs> so but i had a lot of fun with it and the exposure got me was awesome like i had a lot of people talk i was uh i had clips on the late late nate james corden show which right. i had right. no idea what that was until it was on tv so like the overall experience was great. Uh, and then I got to go to the improv and call them out. And I don't know much about con. I don't know much about anything except for wrestling and beer. And my, my friend's really big into comedy. And he's like, Tony, you realize you performed on the improv pretty much. I go, uh, what's that mean? And he's just like, dude, that's like the biggest comedy club. <laughs> and then my dad messed. He's like, your stepmom was at the improv 30 years ago. Wow. I was like, oh, I was like, that's cool. I was yeah. like, I didn't do that. Like, I, I just thought it was another comedy club. Well, looking back on the match, you know, what did you think about uh, just kind of how it went? You know, you mentioned there being a big difference between a guy with no experience versus little experience. And again, with Ron getting in there, uh, having no experience and then presumably training for it, but that was being his first match. How, how do you think it, how, were you happy with it? And how, what do you think of his performance? I, I 
thought it w- went as well as it possibly could. It would not get it. It was impossible to get any better. And it definitely wasn't impossible to get any worse, though. Like, it could have got – it could have been way worse. He was nervous as hell. Like, even though he's performed in front of thousands of thousands of people, like, stand-up, he was very nervous because I even said to him, I was like, it's like, you performed in front of more people than this, right? He's like, yeah, about, like, 20,000. I was like, well, I was like, then you've got this. I was like, there's going to be no problem. And he was really concerned about uh, the Canadian destroyer because right. he's never done that before. And he's Ron's like 280. He, he's lost a lot of weight, but he's still a big boy. And he, he's just like, like I called, I was like, hey, I want you to do a Canadian destroyer. He's just like, I've never done it before. I was like, I don't really give a shit. You're going to do it. <laughs> and we did it and he hit it. And he sat up and he started like, ch- he like cheering him. So he's like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, hey, stop <laughs> like let's let's go back into this he goes oh, okay sorry yeah that was definitely one of my favorite parts of the mask is like who would have thought you'd see him breaking out a story like that but i remember uh, it was just a lot of fun dan housing got involved and it was a very just kind of um it was just a fun match and and you walked away with the win but it was, i thought it was uh it was definitely uh, a fun time all around so with that in mind now that you've had that one match with ron funches would you want to face any other if I don't, I don't want to limit it to just comedians, but are there any other comedians or anyone other maybe that's not in the, the wrestling world necessarily? Oh, I'd love to because it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a story behind it. And it was easier on my body compared to doing some match. Like that's, and then like that brings me back to a point like wrestling needs diversity. Like <clears throat> when I did that, it showed that I could have a match with somebody who has no experience. But I also go out and have a match where I, I do a car crash for 12 minutes. I have also done a two-hour Ironman match. Like, my diversity, you know, it, it's being shown and displayed by stuff like that. And I, I appreciate being able to do that. Absolutely. You, I was looking through your, your match list here, and, and the, the two-hour Iron, Ironman match really stood out to me. Uh, looking back on that, what was that like? Because that's... That's a long time to be out there, you know, putting a match on and, and just, you know, trying to compete at a high level like that. Yeah. Um, so that was a fight forever show. So there's no fans whatsoever. Right. And the building had no heat <laughs> and it was dead ass. Like I think February, I think or something like that. Very cold. And I just remember the owner GCW message was like, Hey, do you think you could do two hours? Because, like, at GCW, I'm, I'm the guy that has the cardio. Like, everybody's always like, oh, like, Tony will blow you up. Like, you know, he'll blow you up if you if you don't step up and take yourself serious. It's like, yeah, I can do Like, I think I could do two hours. Like, I, I thought, like, I was just like, I, I should be good at least. So I just uh, researched a lot of Iron Man matches. Like, I watched the, the CM Punk um, Chris Hero one. That was, like, over an hour. I think an hour and a half or something like that. So I watched that and just watched the pacing of it and kind of studied that. And I took that approach into the match. And the first hour, it, it went fine. I was just like, oh, we've got, we've got this. Like, I'm good. <clears throat> and then that second hour, like, the way that I, I had it envisioned in my head did not go according to plan. And we got to the point where it's like, I had like 20 minutes to fill of just stuff on the fly so jordan and i just started calling things on the fly like okay we're gonna do this 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 randomly this here there take a pinfall here because we just kind of 
you know, overestimated where we were going to be at with the time or underestimated. I get yeah, underestimated. It was like, I remember like, Oh, we'll do this for a couple minutes. And it got to the point where we did that. And I was like, Oh, that only killed two minutes. Like we've got, we've got another like 12 extra minutes to fill. But overall, like we, we did that. And I just remember the end of it when that like Jordan, Jordan won. And I just remember the second that bell rang, I was so relieved. And like, I just whispered to him like, yo, we fucking did it, dude. Like, that's hard. Like, yeah. Was it the most amazing match? Uh, I feel like we could have cleaned up some spots, but it's still two hours to wrestle like straight, and especially like this was right after a lot of um, <clears throat> uh, um, mandates got lifted. And we weren't wrestling as frequent as we were. Like, right. if this was right before the pandemic shit, then I was wrestling four or five times a week. And then I went from that to like two times a month. So to be able to do that on limited ring experience, like I was having a year and a half prior to that, like I was just like, holy hell, like <laughs> I still got it in me. No, it's it's that, an amazing accomplishment. So, you know, that definitely. pandemic, that pandemic hurt me physically as well as it did financially because there's a lot of just sitting around doing nothing because like there's like a uh, a playground on the street and i said to my wife i was like oh, i'll run down there and like you know do some pull she's like they they she like they closed that park off she's like you can't go in there <laughs> i was like okay cool like and, and i don't like running the dead ass of winter because it's too cold yeah so then again i said earlier but thankfully we're getting slowly into a at least a, a more uh, a world where the, you know it's, uh, things are at least a little more possible of working out of wrestling more at, more regularly here. So that's definitely a silver lining. But uh, you mentioned we were talking about this the diversity in wrestling. We were talking about Ron Funches and having that as like kind of a, a different kind of thing. So along that same vein, uh, very recently the, the Briscoe brothers, the, the best tag team in history, uh, walked through the quote unquote forbidden door, and they'll be make they'll be uh, competing at GCW this weekend. So uh, with that in mind, like to me that that collaboration. Uh, a is very welcome. B maybe even overdue. And uh, to me, I, I'm a New Jersey native, so that's very exciting. It's like you know, Ring of Honor, GCW. It just it feel it makes sense to me. I'm excited about it. And with you regularly competing uh, at, at both places now, uh, what do you what do you think about that collaboration? Well, at least at the very least of the Briscoes, and potentially and any more beyond that. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I know some people will not enjoy it, and the thing is. Ring of Honor has great product. We have great wrestlers. We just need more people to see that. And giving the opportunity for Ring of Honor and GCW to work together is going to be beneficial towards Ring of Honor. And anybody that does not see that, I, then I don't know what to really tell them except for get over it. <laughs> because it's going to do a lot of things and it's going to be awesome too. Like I remember uh Dick, dickinson and i talking about you know it'd be cool like uh, well i was waiting until i got signed to say anything because i didn't want to be stepping on toes and be like hey you know let's let's work with work with gcw and then randomly um the owner of gcw showed up to ring of honor he's like oh well, i'm like what are you doing here he's like nothing and then I remember hold on 
Sorry about that. I had a phone call. I'd hang up on him. I don't know who the hell it was anyways. It's okay. Actually, I think it was coming from where Ring of Honor headquarters is. Whatever. Not my problem. Um, so anyways, I remember um, Dickinson and I were talking. We're like, oh, man, it'd be cool to have the Briscoes in GCW. Because the Briscoes have done maybe one independent wrestling show in the past 10 years. And that was PWG. And I don't even count that because PWG has a working relations right, right. with Ring of Honor. So I didn't know it was going to be this early because I wasn't on that show because I was at a wedding. And I, if I'm at a wedding or with my friends, I don't really look at my phone. <laughs> so I, I got to the show and I was talking to MLJ and I was just like, oh, anything exciting happened last night? He's like, oh, I lost my voice. So I was like, oh, what happened at the end of the main event? Oh, he's like, oh, it wasn't the main event. He's like, it was when the Briscoes came. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, the Briscoes were there. I was like, I missed it. And my wife loves the Briscoes. And I had to go up to her. I was like, hey, I was like, Mark and Jay were here. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, I missed them. It's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, damn it. And now she's bummed that it's in the show is in where the wrestling is um, in L.A. So she won't get to see that. But it's still very, very exciting. And kind of looking forward here, you know, how- at least, you know, uh, in theory, how would you want to see maybe that? You mentioned that the working relationship with PWG. Uh, would you kind of ideally hope for something similar? Or like, as some, again, as someone that, that does, uh, you know, compete for both companies, uh, how would you kind of like to see that uh, potentially progress moving forward? I'd like an old school, almost like the old school CCW Ring of Honor feud. That's what it boils down to because... Ring of Honor is the complete opposite of GCW in every way, shape, or form. Like, Brett runs GCW by himself. He does all the promotion by himself. Then you have Ring of Honor owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. They have a team to do a lot of stuff. Right. So both companies are just not the same in any way, shape, or form. So... I would love to see the way they would progress. And I'd be on, I'll be honest. I think a lot of the ring of honor guys would benefit working there and they'll they'll feel the energy at GCW. And I feel like maybe that will reinvigorate their passion to maybe go towards the Indies a little bit, like step away, not leave ring of honor, but branch out and go to the Indies and let people know that ring of honor is here. Like, I like I, I think the exclusivity of contracts kind of hurt things when there's so much wrestling out there right now because we could it's free promotion every time I go to a show people bill me as a Ring of Honor star right and I'm not and since I'm not signed you know like they're like they I can work these places and I go out there and, it, and they're like oh Ring of Honor wrestler Tony Deppin right there they're saying the name of Ring of Honor that's free market right there. And every time it's being said, somebody that may know not know what Ring of Honor is, here's that, goes checks it out. Like when I won the TV title, I went up to management and I go, hey, uh, I still work the indies. I want to take the belt on to the indies. And they're like, okay, like it, do you, if you want to do that, please, like just follow these rules when you do so and you could do it all you want. I was like, sweet. So I was in Texas. I was in 
Massachusetts. I was in New Jersey. I was in California. I was in all these places with the belt. And there's some people are like, I don't even know Ring of Honor TV belt. Right. And now they do because I was out there with the belt. Like, I, I, I took it upon myself because I want I want people to know Ring of Honor still out there. And I want people to know that Ring of Honor is still putting out good product. But I'll, like the second that like all like when AEW started and everybody left for AEW, people automatically just count out Ring of Honor. And that, that shouldn't be the case. Like we're still putting out good product. Overall, I feel like we had the best product. Like when it comes to like breaks down to wrestling, like the thing was like AEW is like they have a lot of car crash wrestling, which I like, but that's the whole show is almost that one. Sometimes it, it like I said, when you oversaturate a show, it becomes eh, loses its value to me. Right. And I feel like Ring of Honor offers everything right now, as long as John doesn't get his way and make every single division pure, which so far is not the case. <laughs> Cause he just lost the pure title. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, that, the idea of at the very least in some, some capacity, more of this cooperation with GCW and Ring of Honor sounds great. I think promotionally, and uh, it could be very beneficial. You mentioned uh, it benefiting the wrestlers as well. It sounds like a win-win. I very much hope to see more of it here moving forward, but we'll have to wait and see on that front. But otherwise here, as we, as we wrap up uh, in Ring of Honor and, and beyond is again, you are still on the, on the independent scene. What do you kind of goals, uh, in, a, in a, at least in a general sense in the wrestling world, again, could be in Ring of Honor or just in a more uh, general approach? Well, my main goal is to... It's honestly one of my final goals. Well, actually, I still have to go to the UK. I was supposed to go there, but COVID shut that down. But, like, one of my biggest goals was always to get signed. And I'm a realist, so I never thought it was going to happen. And I just kept making a list of things to do in wrestling. I kept achieving them like i wanted to go to japan did that i wanted to wrestle pwg did that did this did that did that and i was just like well i was like i guess i could put get signed <laughs> and shortly after that people were talking about uh me coming in the ring of honor so i was just like okay cool it's like like this is my goal now like i i i went like i'm not there for a paycheck but guaranteed money would be pretty nice especially that i do have a son and my wife is currently pregnant again right so like I would like, I like the stability. I'd like that, but I would still try to make sure I can do the independence, only select ones. And I just want to, I just want to keep build. I want to help build Ring of Honor's product. That's what I want. That's the end of the day. But like, what I like to like have selfish things like go back to Japan and go to the UK, uh, wrestle in Mexico. Yes, that they're up there. But right now, I just I want people to see that ring of honor is a viable product for wrestling and, and not just discontinue it because they don't have the young bucks and all the other stars that they had prior, because we still do have stars. We have like, we have the, the trade. Like I, I think Shane Taylor promotions are great and not, not enough people know that. And I feel like that, you know, people need to see that. And if I could help get eyes on that product in some way, shape or form, then I will feel happy about my career because like, even when I do wrestle people, I always wrestle. Like they call me the gatekeeper GCW because I wrestle the young kids. I help them. I help them get over. And I like that more than anything. I like helping. I like trying to build wrestling. I want to have wrestling better than I left when I, then I found it, which it is currently because wrestling sucked when I first started. 
Well, uh, I couldn't agree more everything that you said about Ring of Honor here. So uh, speaking of which, to see those Ring of Honor stars, to see that they are still putting on a good product, including uh, and, and you know, still having very, very uh, talented people, including yourself, Tony Deppin. Make sure to watch Ring of Honor Wrestling this weekend, where Tony will be facing Red Titus. We'll be, and then again, it will be the special Violence versus Free episode. But otherwise here, Tony, thank you so much for your time today. And I, know I wish you the, the very best moving forward. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.